Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, intimate conversations with some of the most exciting decision makers in the world of franchising to help you and your business adapt to unprecedented change in our industry. I'm Kieran McLoon, Deputy Editor for Global Franchise Magazine. Franchising is now a part of every sector imaginable and has expanded far beyond its fast food roots. This is exemplified by the success of a concept like Urban Air Adventure Parks, a children activity franchise with over 215 locations either open or currently under construction. In light of COVID-19, Urban Air has had to adapt its processes and alter how it brings new entrepreneurs into the fold. By incorporating virtual discovery days into the brand's development strategy, Chief Franchise Officer Josh Wall has managed to continue Urban Air's growth during a wider period of seeming stagnation. How can a brand tackle the previously unforeseen challenges brought about by a global crisis? And what do franchisors think of the current domestic strategy to combat COVID-19? We speak with Josh about this and much more in today's episode of the Global Franchise Podcast. Hi, Josh. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kieran. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, not at all. Have you had a, you had a busy week up to this point? It has been. I, we, we talk about this often with our team since the COVID-19 um, outbreak, since we've been social distancing. It seems like we're all working harder and longer hours than uh, we were even pre-COVID-19. So it has been a busy week, but it's a pleasure to be visiting with you this morning. Yeah, it's great to hear. And I think we can definitely empathize with that. It just, I don't know, working from home adds an entirely different dimension. And as you say, when you haven't got the structure, I guess, of those office hours, it's easy for the the time to slip over into into the evenings and the earlier mornings. But um, it's good to hear that you're still, you know, managing along okay with everything. So I think one of the best ways we could probably kick off is uh, if you give our audience a little bit of background information about uh, what Urban Air Adventure Parks is and just what the franchise offering consists of. Sure, absolutely. It's my pleasure. So Urban Air Adventure Parks is an indoor family theme park. We've been in business since 2011 and have been franchising since 2014. Today, we have 131 operating locations, two of them being internationally located and the balance being in the States. Uh, the park is, is a place to bring families together and to get, get the kids active. And so we, we have a diverse set of core attractions that keep families engaged with each other and playing and having adventures within a a large indoor theme park for uh, usually several hours at a time. And so part of what makes Urban Air unique is not just our set of attractions that bring kids in and engage them in active play, but it's also the fact that there, there typically is not a time associated with, there's not a time limit on them spending time in the park. And so our guests typically stay in the three to three and a half hour range. And so it, it, it absolutely not only provides great active play, but great value in giving families a chance to play together over a longer period of time. With such a hands-on kind of concept, you know, you've got lots of kids running around, lots of parents sort of socializing. Um, I imagine you guys have been hit quite hard by COVID-19 in terms of closures and how you've had to change the concept. Could you kind of give me a bit of info about how the brand is responding to the crisis, both from a you know consumer approach, but also how you guys are supporting your franchisee network? So from a consumer standpoint, we made the decision with our in tandem with our franchisees 
and saw that we needed to be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. So in uh, March 17th of this year, we, we made the decision to close all of our parks. So about doing, so we wanted to be a part of just flattening the curve. So with that, it, we paused all of our memberships. So Kieran, we have a, a contractually reoccurring membership program for some of our guests to choose if they wish to be a part of that. We have close to 300,000 members that we've built up over this past year since we launched this program. We hit the pause button on those on that membership program because it didn't seem right to us to continue to charge our, our, our guests, especially our members, when the parks weren't open and accessible. Sure, yeah. So that was our first piece was just shutting down the business to our, our end user customers and their families, pausing our membership program. And our customers responded in kind. They really liked the fact that we were uh, taking a, a socially aware step and joining in the movement to flatten the curve before the government stepped in and, and required most of the, most businesses like ours to close. The second piece, we we knew we had to help our franchisees. Our franchisees are small business owners, and so they have they have a, a significant investment online. And so we wanted to make sure that we were helping to provide them relief. So we created a franchisee relief program to help protect our franchisees. So a, a couple of tiers of that program, Kieran, was number one, we wanted to continue to extend access to our franchisees for our in-house resources. We wanted to make sure we're easing the burden on franchisees. Number two, we wanted to, to get in the trenches with our franchisees and help them with landlord deferment and also lender deferment. So we wanted to make sure we could help our franchisees try to preserve their cash flow as much as possible for an eventual reopening to the general public. And then number three, and probably the key piece of what we really see in our franchisee relief program is we, we went through a significant fee deferment and for our franchisees. So our royalty fees, marketing fees, and support pass-through fees that our franchisees typically remit to us on a monthly basis, we hit the pause button on those and we deferred them. So there was a significant amount of revenue that uh, may have been coming into, would have been coming into the home office in March from February's uh, February's business and part of March's business. So we decided to defer that. So that that was, Kieran, that was about a, a $3 million investment we were making in our franchisees cash flow to help them preserve through mm. the COVID-19 shelter, shelter order. In addition, our CEO, Michael Browning, he convened with other leaders of, uh, leaders of different brands who are currently seeing a surge in demand to help our park employees, our franchisees, employees find work. So he was able to connect our, our, our nationwide staff. These are franchisees, employees, of more than 12,000 with Amazon and RTC recruitment for part-time employment. We wanted to see that for those that were able to and needed to continue to work during this stay-at-home order, that they had access 
to opportunities to get some of that part-time employment. So qualified staff, they were able to find employment with Amazon in as little as seven days with the option to return to work for the urban air franchise locations once the parks reopen. And so, and additionally, through the RTC recruitment, urban air employees were also connected with HelloFresh. Um, I mean, that's a brand that needs staff um, to package and distribute to warehouses in order to, to meet the increased demand for delivered meals. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like not only are you supporting, you know, as you say, the franchisees, but even on a even deeper level, you know, they're only employees. So it's certainly not a, everything shuts down, sort of look after yourself sort of scenario. You know, you guys are really looking after the, the family you got have built with Urban Air, which is really great. Absolutely. Um, when it comes to new franchisees, I don't know if that's you know a big topic you guys are focused on at the minute or if it's more solidifying the current network you've had. But am I right in thinking you've been hosting and are going to be hosting more uh, virtual discovery days for new investors looking at the brand? You're exactly right, Kieran. So the first part of, with the franchise relief program, it is it's focused on solidifying the base and protecting the base. But Urban Air is an exciting concept. There are a lot, there's a lot of franchise interest in our brand. So we wanted to continue to create opportunities to engage with interested investors and franchise uh, potential franchisees. So, yes, yeah, so there are two pieces that we added to our eight-step discovery process. Uh, one is a, a weekly executive engagement call. So just through a, a Zoom meeting, they can engage with myself or one of our other executive team members and help hear from more of a strategic vision of the brand and what we are doing as we continue to grow forward and helps to provide uh, just great questions and answers for candidates while they're inspecting our opportunity. The second, and you alluded to it, is our, is our brand's virtual discovery day. So for Urban Air, this is the first time that we are we are taking our robust discovery day, which we hold, we host on a monthly basis with interested candidates. It's step six of our eight step process, but we've, we've shifted that to a completely virtual environment and we've loved the results, Karen. It's, it's been a, a, it's been an engaging dialogue. This first one that we've held, we're about to hold our second virtual discovery day. We've had great engagement with our candidates they uh, part of what I love about this time that we're all going through, regardless of um, of where you are uh, physically, geographically, there there seems to be a lot more grace for one another. So some of the concerns on moving our our discovery day, which is jam packed with great information and great dialogue, it, it turns into a working session with candidates. I was concerned that our team would be able to pull that off well in a virtual environment, but I was so pleased not only with how well it was executed on our team side, but also our candidates had so much grace for the couple of times there might have been a technical glitch or bringing uh, one particular team leader or, uh, or executive team member onto the, the Zoom call at, at, a, at a particular time may not have uh, we, we had just a couple of glitches, but there was just so much grace shown to, towards each other. And, and that was pretty, that was pretty fantastic. 
in essence, just trying to put a bow on it, the, the first virtual discovery day has been very positive. And, and so getting, getting the extending the invitation to a franchise candidate to invest in about six hours of their time with our team um, may have seemed like a large ask. And, and granted, that's a fraction of the time our typical discovery day is when we host it at our headquarters in Dallas-Fort Worth. But we, we got positive response from the candidates, and we already have several candidates signed up for our next month's discovery day, virtual discovery day as well. I've communicated to the team that after we are back up online and our area in North Texas is reopened fully and we're not necessarily um, sheltering in place, I want to keep this as, as an important tool to engage candidates. And so I've, I've challenged them to, for us to continue to refine this and create great value for our candidates. So they get their questions answered. And they're more than that, Karen, they're able to, to really engage with us and us with them so we can build relationships and help determine if our investment, if Urban Air is a great fit for them. And likewise, if they're the type of candidate we want to be in business with. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I was going to mention, you know, do you think this is something you will maintain? Because by the sounds of it, it has been so successful. And I suppose in a sense, it also, it may bring in other candidates that might not be able to make the the journey to your headquarters, you know, who can now view the opportunity from home. You're bringing in new talent that, you know, might not have, uh, might not have properly been able to join in previously. So that's really great to hear. Um, so by the sounds of it, you guys are really doubling down on franchise recruitment even during this period. Is that something you would recommend to all brands? Do you know, do you have any advice for for brands that might be struggling with the idea of recruitment um, during these really tough times? I, I think it's important to, to really, re- this is an opportunity that we all have as a brand to, to truly dig down and refine our strategy and how we're promoting our investment opportunity to potential franchisees. Urban Air is, it's a highly successful franchise opportunity that has had considerable interest in the opportunity, even being a higher investment than most franchise concepts uh, that are that are currently franchising. So my recommendation to any other brand who's, who's going through this, um, this process, just like we are, is to really dig down and ensure that the opportunity is is right to take to the market, that the unit level economics truly are compelling to a potential franchisee, and that your process for getting to know a candidate and likewise engage, allowing that candidate to get to know you is, is tight, it's prepared, it's well executed and thorough. And so, yes, I, I do think there are going to be there's going to be a, a different level of appetite for a new business coming out of this uh, COVID-19 that we absolutely want to be prepared to engage with interested franchise candidates and investors who see the opportunity for amazing family entertainment that's built around active play. Sure. So at the minute, as well as, you know, recruitment, if brands can do that, consolidation and refinement of what they currently have is really the key to making sure they come out of this, um, not unscathed, but, you know, on on the right foot. Absolutely. 
you mentioned earlier on that the the Urban Air has, as well as its um, largely US based uh, network, has a couple of international locations. And I think I also read a while ago you guys were setting your sights on markets like UAE and Canada and South Africa. Um, could you just walk me through a little what the brand's international presence looks like and what you guys are doing in terms of you know what the pipeline is for global development after the whole COVID thing blows over? Domestically within the states, we have we've eclipsed that emerging standard and truly are moving into the main. We've moved into the mainstream from a franchise opportunity standpoint. Internationally, we're still an emerging brand with a lot of opportunity in front of us. So we have some exposure in Canada and in Austria currently. And then we last year in 2019, we signed our first agreement in Saudi Arabia. And right now we are we're currently entertaining interest in in two different Asian markets and uh, a South American market right now, as well as several engaged candidates for Canada. So we see a lot of opportunity ahead of us on the on the global uh, franchise development uh, market. And, and so we're excited about that as we continue to refine our brand, our systems, and our offering to the guests. We know that there is, there's a lot of applicability in different countries around the world. And we're excited to, to take our, our, a bigger step into that arena as we move forward. Right. Okay. And as well as um, the adequate capital to be able to support, you know, multiple uh, urban air locations opening, what kind of things are you looking for with regards to your master ca- uh, master franchisee candidates? The, the right candidate for us, Kieran, is absolutely um, an already existing business owner. So we're, whereas we may have a little bit more of an appetite for some risk here domestically where we're headquartered, for someone who this may be a first business for, that's not going to be the case from a global development standpoint. So someone who, who definitely has a strong track record of success owning a business already, we prefer for that business to be in the hospitality business or in um, uh, the retail business, in the urban air adventure park business where we saw more than 20 million guests come through our parks in 2019. That's going to continue to scale as we add more, um, more parks and bring them online. We want to ensure that the right master candidate or the right, even in certain markets where we might do a direct franchise, they know what it's like to create an amazing guest service experience and they can build a team that will deliver on that. And so you're right, the capital requirements have to be there, but we have to have alignment on their experience and their know-how when it comes to creating that amazing experience around active play for families. Right. Okay. And I suppose, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the the things you guys are doing now to prepare your franchise concept for when everything does start back up again, are going to let you really hone in and find those precise candidates that are perfect for the Urban Air brand. That's correct. When it comes to uh, opening up, you know, a big headline at the minute or one of many headlines to do with COVID-19 are President Donald Trump's comments about opening up the US as soon as possible. Um, and they're being met with increasing scrutiny. And I just wondered what your thoughts were being a largely US-based brand on how the US should ideally handle a return to normalcy in terms of opening um, facilities and just opening the country again. Sure. Yeah, this is certainly a critical 
subject of conversation right now. But well, just going back to the, the onset of the crisis, every one of our franchisees and our communities was impacted in different ways and to varying degrees. And so we can assume that that reopening will be a regional process as well. And at Urban Air, the health and safety of our communities, our team members, our franchisees and their families, always remains our top, top priority. As this highly dynamic situation evolves and as new solutions and information become available, we continue to adapt our approach to serve the very best interests of our community so that we can meet expectations, specifically around safety and cleanliness when our parks reopen. Right. And um, the last thing I want to speak with you about is that once parks do all begin to reopen and once the world sort of, you know, the dust begins to settle and we're in a post-COVID landscape, what kind of things does Urban Air have in the pipeline in terms of developments and just why why do you think that investors should come to you uh, when they're looking for their next opportunity? This and, and this is a lot of our optimism and excitement about the brand. When we do come back and we do begin to reach that a point of normalcy, we've been we've been using this time to ensure we're in the best position possible when we come out on the other side of this crisis. We've continued to keep franchisee prospects in our pipeline engaged. And we're still in the process of signing new agreements, as I mentioned a moment ago, even amid the uncertainty that surrounds every business. And so as we look forward to welcoming our guests back to our parks, gosh, we we remain excited about the future as the preeminent indoor adventure park and premier destination for family fun. Urban Air is a market leader in, in the family entertainment center innovation space. I mean, we pioneered the indoor adventure park concept. We've introduced the category's first membership program and offering an easy to execute industry leading QSR concept within the park, the Urban Air Cafe. And so we we offer value memberships for a reasonable price so the whole family can stay connected and our successful business model generates robust and recurring cash flow for our franchisees. So Karen, we, we have a lot to be excited about when we reopen. Yeah, no, definitely. It certainly sounds like it. Well, uh, I wish you the very best of luck for when you do reopen and I'm excited to see see what's next for the brand. So thank you very much for your time today, Josh. Thank you, Kieran. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks for the questions. The steps that Urban Air Adventure Parks has put in place to support both its franchisees and their employees is nothing short of really amazing. Uh, And it was great to hear Josh explain just how proactive the brand has been when it comes to ensuring the safety and security uh, of its wider franchise family. Certain industries can be hit harder than others when it comes to lockdowns and forced closures, but Josh's advice to solidify your offering and make sure you're ready to roll once things start reopening is applicable to any concept, regardless of which sector their brand sits in. This is something we've spoken to several guests about as of late, and it's going to separate the front runners from those trying to keep up. It was interesting to hear that Urban Air plans to continue its virtual discovery days long into the future, um, even once the COVID-19 crisis becomes less of a blockade for in-person sessions. We'd love to hear from you on this. Are there steps your brand is putting in place now, which you think might become a mainstay for years to come? make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. 
or even better leave a review or a simple rating on apple podcasts or wherever you find your pods to keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts subscribe to the magazine hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on twitter facebook and linkedin today